Homage.com is on the road to WrestleMania. Nine weeks, nine t-shirts, nine epic moments. It is a showcase of the immortals. It is the grandest stage in sports entertainment. It is WrestleMania. Every Monday over the next nine weeks, they will introduce a new t-shirt commemorating the matches, the wrestlers, and the memories of the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment. From the Savage Steamboat Classic to the Boyhood Dream Coming True, they've curated a collection of your favorite WrestleMania moments. Log on to homage.com. Two out of three falls. Welcome to Two Out of Three Falls. Here on iTunes and SoundCloud, as always, I'm joined by Graham Matthews of Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. Graham, what's up, my man? How you doing? Doing great, Randy, as always. How about yourself? Doing good. Can't complain. Uh, we are recording this on Wednesday, February 1st, 2017. Got you on talking about the Royal Rumble, a little bit of Raw, and especially SmackDown. But I guess we can't start without saying... I guess the big news in the world of wrestling today is the fact that uh, Seth Rollins uh, is legit hurt. So this is not a, for what we know, it, it's not a storyline angle or work. He he is really hurt with the with the knee injury. Trying to find out how severe it is, if he's going to miss any time. We do have uh, Fastlane coming up in March, WrestleMania in April. Just want to get your take on what you've been hearing about the Seth Rollins injury, and do you think it is significant where he he would have to miss a whole lot of time, including WrestleMania? Well, first of all, let's address the elephant in the room. This is not a work. I mean, I'm 95% sure this is a complete real injury. I've had people tell me, though, this is a rib, it's fake. It's, it's not fake. He went to fucking Alabama to get himself checked out. They're going really, really far. Yeah. If it's indeed fake, so I would be shocked. Um, so that said, I heard on one timeline, I think via PW Torch, if I'm not mistaken, that he could be out four to six months, which is fucking heartbreaking considering the fact that not only did he miss WrestleMania last year, but he was primed for a huge match this year with Triple H. And, and I mean, we, we are two months out. He could have only tweaked it. Really, not much is known at, you know, as of right now, so I really don't know much more than anyone else does at the moment. But that being said, I mean, just the idea of him being out for any more than a month uh, is really depressing just because he was supposed to be facing Triple H at the show, in, in one of the top-tier matches on the card, so it kind of sucks, but uh, it, it's a real setback, especially for Raw. I mean, Rollins is one of, if not the best worker on that show, um, getting attacked by Samoa Joe on Raw, which is where the injury occurred. If you watch back the footage of him attacking uh, Rollins on Raw and putting the Kohina clutch on him, I think there's one moment when he locks in, they go down to the ground, his knee kind of like not gives in. It's, it's really weird if you watch it back. I kind of had a weird feeling watching it back a couple days ago. This would explain it, but uh, here's hoping it's not as bad as we think it is, but and I hate to sound like the devil's advocate, but at the same time, we thought the same thing when he got hurt a year and a half ago right. when he hurt himself at that live event overseas, and he ended up being out for six months. So here's hoping it's not that bad, and he will be back in time for WrestleMania. We can only help. I even saw a video where, you know, I guess, I don't know if it was a fan video or the actual company taking a video when, when Samoa Joe had... Seth Rollins in the headlock on the mat. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess you can kind of try to read their words, but I think paraphrasing Samoa Joe kind of was like, 
are you okay? I mean, I mean, you 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 have to see it. And then Seth Rollins was like, I, I think so, or like I I hope so. Like real quick, real quick. And uh, I saw it earlier, and I was like, wow, maybe when Joe had that takedown on Seth, they both knew something right away uh, wasn't correct. And you know, we can speculate on on what the injury is, how long he'll be out. Um, I think it'll be very unfortunate for him to to really, you know, he list uh, he he missed. The Royal Rumble last year, uh, he got taken off the card this year. Um, even you know, even with that, j- you know, just to rewind a bit, we have no idea if the reason why he wasn't on the Rumble because maybe he had a previous little injury, just trying to you know have it heal or something to to, to that degree. We don't know what what that is, but um, basically, he missed the last two Rumbles. He he missed WrestleMania last year. He might miss it this year. We don't know, but I think that. You know, just not having him involved uh, for that big match with Triple H can really set back a lot of their plans um, if it happens to go that route. Because, I, I mean, what is the plan B? What's the plan C in the event if if Seth can't go against Samoa Joe, maybe at Fastlane, if he can't go uh, at WrestleMania against Triple H? What do you think is the most logical you know, just to be hypothetical, what's the most logical plan B and plan C um, that that they can go to? I was thinking earlier about a potential opponents for Triple H if, oh, if Rollins is indeed out for more than two months. And there really aren't many candidates because it does seem at the moment that everyone's pretty much locked up. Goldberg, Lesnar, uh, Reigns, presumably with The Undertaker. So, and Jericho and Owens with each other. So, there's really not many top people on Raw that I can see him facing. Unless they turn Joe face in the next month. And I just, I, I don't really want to see that. That would make no sense at this point, considering he just did Triple H's dirty work on Monday. Um, but that being said, I mean, I was thinking maybe Balor. Again, for what, what reason, storyline-wise, I have no idea. But that's one idea. Um, I pitched the idea on Twitter, kind of just fantasy booking. Maybe Kurt Angle comes back for one last match, and they had a, an amazing series of matches back in, like, 2001. So if they were able to rekindle that rivalry heading into WrestleMania, it'd be all for that. Um, but, I mean, as I said, as I told you before here on the show, like, multiple times, like, I could not name you one instance, at least in recent years, if not ever, um, that we were clamoring for a fucking Triple H match at WrestleMania. The guy did not need to be on the show. If it was up to me, he wouldn't be on the show at all. I mean, the Rollins match makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's really the only Rollins, the only, excuse me, sorry, Triple H match that makes sense um, that I would want to see. Rollins and H have been built up for years. They've been allies, enemies. It's a match that a lot of people want to see, including right. myself. But with Seth out, does Triple H need to be on the show? There's so many other stars between Raw and SmackDown, the part-timers, that he does not need to be on the show. Um, so, I mean, if they really, really want to get Triple H in the show, i.e. himself, he wants to be in the show, then maybe they put Angle in that spot again, fantasy booking, Balor if he's cleared. I mean, it's hard to say, but um, I just if it was up to me, I wouldn't even have him on the show. I just don't really think it's all that necessary. I don't think people are going to say, oh, I'm not going to go to WrestleMania because Triple H is in wrestling. I just feel like that's so foolish. Yeah, I mean, I I think we all would would hope that Plan A is still there for Seth Rollins to go up against Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, the Plan B, the best Plan B, I think they can go to is if, if they got to bring out Kurt Angle. Okay, great. Uh, I, like you said, Reigns is locked up. Jericho going to be locked up. Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. Um, what they might 
not say have to do, but what they could do is the fact that they can kind of, you know, from what we've been seeing, they're trying to angle AJ Styles and Shane McMahon, which is a match that I don't want to see. Uh, for I mean, unless they, unless the storyline is cool and creative, then okay, I'll go for it. But you know I me, mean? I want AJ to be the champion. But if they somehow say, you know what, Shane McMahon is like was watching at home and kind of said like, well, Triple H is, you know, doing too many things to have his his NXT guys come on board and. You know, they, they come on board and they act reckless and that's not how we do things on SmackDown. And Triple H, you know, can be like, you know, who the hell do you think you are kind of thing. And boom, you have you, you have a Triple H-Shane McMahon match where Shane just really, his logic is, is how the NXT talent treats the, the current Raw talent, you know, injuring people and stuff like that. So I have no idea, but if you can get Triple H and Shane McMahon as a plan B, plan C, plan D, um, I'm all for it, but obviously I want Plan A with Seth and Triple H. What do you think of somehow, some way we get Shane away from AJ Styles going to Triple H on Raw? Oh God, yes. I mean, I think we might have <laughs> even pitched that match about a year ago, coming out of WrestleMania, because to me that was the most logical match, Triple H and Shane, especially coming off if you can recall that podcast that Shane did on the network with uh, Mick Foley about a year ago, and Mick Foley was like. Uh, so what do you think about your sister dating Triple H? And he said, he makes her happy. So it was like one of those comments that you could tell there's tension there, like real life tension, not only just in storyline, uh, like legitimate tension. So I would love to hear the promos, the brawls between the two. It would be incredible. Um, so, I mean, how you get to that point between point A and point B between now and WrestleMania, it's going to be difficult because Sheen is a SmackDown guy, but at the same time, Triple H is still the COO. I, I believe in storyline. I'm not even really sure anymore. And you have two months. You could set up something in chamber, fastly and whatever. And even moreover than anything else, for the reason that you just mentioned, Randy, for the fact that it does not give us, thank God, hopefully, anyway, Styles and Shane. I mean, the match itself would be all right, but it's like, and as I've said, as I've expressed so many times here in the show, that AJ was the MVP of 2016 for this company. Why the fuck they would drag him so far down the card behind Goldberg, Lesnar, Reigns, uh, Undertaker, Wyatt, Orton, Jericho, Owens. It didn't be like the second match in the show this year. Again, I mean, the thing with Jericho last year was great for a, for a rookie program or a first program in the company. It was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. But coming off his WWE title run, if he's not going to be competing for the championship, which I do think he, he should and he still might, if he wins back to the chamber, there's still a chance. Him and Shane, it's just, I don't care. Like, I like Shane, but it's like I have no desire to see him in one match. Really at all, but him and Triple H make sense. So if you put Styles with, like, fucking, even if it was John Cena again, I would totally go for that over Styles and Shane. I'm, like, second on the show. Like, if Styles could kick out of four or five attitude adjustments, who are we to think that Shane is a threat to him? Like, that to me makes no sense. So curious hoping if they do have Triple H wrestle, it's far-fetched, but I do like your idea of Sheen and Triple H, and then hopefully putting Styles with someone like uh, even a Finn Balor from Raw, an interpromotional match, or a match with a Kurt Angle, which again is far-fetched, but a possibility, or really anyone else on SmackDown but Sheen McMahon. Okay, what if they brought like The Rock back to fight Triple H? Would you want that? <laughs> That would be incredible. Um, I just feel like if... And th- there have been rumors of that before. Like, they set yeah, it up on an episode of SmackDown. Like, I think it was the, the 15-year anniversary show, about two and a half years ago. Mm. We're going back now. And they furthered that feud at WrestleMania. 
at WrestleMania 31 and that whole segment with Stephanie and Ronda, but they really haven't followed up on it since. And I thought they might do it at 32, but Rock didn't technically wrestle. He did. Eric Rowan got the honors instead, not Triple H. But, yeah, Rock and Triple H would be all four. It's just I just don't see them pulling that together at the last minute with Rock being so busy with movies and shit. We still have no idea whether he's going to appear, but then again, he's appeared at the last five or six WrestleMania, so I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up this year too. Just hopefully in a wrestling role, but so you know, so short notice and such late notice that uh, it's hard to imagine that might be the case. I saw your video the 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 reaction of Roman Reigns being as the uh, <laughs> the 30th entry uh, in the Rumble. You look pretty fucking pissed off, bro. <laughs> Dude, that, that's an understatement. I was I was disappointed. I was disgusted. Very. I mean, it made more sense the next night. It's like, how do you not put Samoa Joe in that spot in the Rumble? I mean, I would have him win it all over Randy Orton. That, to me, is a whole other discussion that we'll get to that I just don't understand with Randy Orton winning it. I get they want to set up him and Wyatt. That's great. Wyatt might get even a title run out of it. That's awesome. But it's like, in 2017, really, like, Cena's the champion, Orton's the challenger. Like, what is this, fucking 2007? Like, I just, I don't get it. But with a guy like Samoa Joe, it's like, wow, that he really would have made sense for that spot in the Rumble. And he showed up on Raw the next night, so not all hope is lost. So I'm not really criticizing that. But it's like, even if it was, like, fucking Tatanka, like, I would have marked harder than I did for Roman Reigns, which was not at all obviously if you've seen that video, which blew up for some reason. But, yeah, I was really, really disappointed when we heard that. Donna, Donna, that damn stupid, annoying-ass music hit at number 30 in the Rumble. I just thought it was a way huge missed opportunity for the Rumble match on Sunday. Graham, I was with you until you said Tatanka. Really, you had me there, you had me going, but once you said Tatanka, <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no way. I'd, I'd mark for, dude, I would mark for anyone. It's just we saw Roman earlier. It's just like, I understand why they did it. Because people fucking hate Roman Reigns. Mm. So if Randy throws Roman out, then people are going to cheer Randy. Whereas, and I said this today in my video, my Q&A video, that had Randy thrown out a Wyatt or he thrown out a Joe or like whoever, they're going to fucking boo Randy Orton as they probably should have because him winning the Rumble again makes no sense at this point, 2017. But the fact that he threw out Roman Reigns, they're like, Oh, great. It's like the lesser of two evils. We hate Roman, and we hate Orton a little less, so let's cheer Orton. So I understand why they did it, but it's like you're setting this guy up to be your next big baby face, or at least they were at some point, and they failed. Like, let's face it. They've been trying this Roman Reigns experiment for like two years now. No one likes the guy. He's not getting the reactions that he should. And he could still be that star, and they could stop doing damage to him if they turn him heel first, and they fucking turn him face again down the line. It's just so obnoxious because no one buys this guy as a face. And maybe if this taker program they seem to be setting up for Mania could be the catalyst for that heel turn, then I'm all on board. But I just thought that Rumble appearance was just uh, one of the most disappointing things I've seen. That's, that's, that's you know, covering a lot of ground because this company is known for disappointing moments. And great moments, too, like we saw on Raw. But uh, that was just really disheartening to watch on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you just mentioned, are we in 2007 with Cena and Randy Orton going at it? But, hey, look, uh, we might as well be in fucking... 2004 with freaking Brock Lesnar and Goldberg going at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole other thing. I mean, there were people that loved the fact that Goldberg tossed out Lesnar again in like 10 seconds, and there were those that hated it. I just feel so indifferent. I was pissed coming out of the Survivor Series thing at this point. I just don't really care that much because we all know it's leading to Lesnar probably getting his win back in Mania, and that's fine. I don't really care. Heyman's promo on Raw this week was great. So if they want to do that little match, that's cute, whatever. I don't really care either way. But my problem lies 
with if they put the belt on Goldberg, which I fear that they will. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fastlane is not for another month. So Goldberg comes back on Monday to address the rumors of him and Lesnar at Mania. So it, it would be weird if he came back and said, okay, Lesnar, I'll face you at WrestleMania, but I'm going to go for the Universal title first, even after I lost the Rumble. Like, that to me would make no sense. So I hope that's not the direction they're going in, but at the same time, I just get this weird feeling that uh, that Owens will not be champion by the time WrestleMania comes. So I just don't really know what to think at the moment, but I don't know. I just do not want that belt on Goldberg because you know Lesnar and Goldberg is not going to go over like fucking five minutes. So why would you put that belt on that? Why would you put the belt on the line in that match, let alone in like the main event where people are going to shit all over it, regardless of who wins? Right. So if they want to do the match on its own, that's cool. But if they put the belt in line, I'm just not a fan of it. So here's hoping that's not the case. Well, things happening that make no sense should not shock you because you you, you take prime example with Shane, <laughs> yeah. Shane McMahon uh, having a match with Taker last year to have control of Raw. He loses, but hey, he's still here. So, I mean, don't be shocked if shit happens that don't make sense. Yeah, that, that whole WrestleMania, I'd rather just forget it. That was not one of the finer WrestleManias in recent years. But Shane and, Shane and Taker, if you thought that match was bad, I mean, AJ and Shane would be a lot better. It's just like Shane does not need to be in the ring in fucking 2017. I love the guys in on-air authority figure, but it's like it's such a waste of guys. Like it was a waste of Taker last year, and it'd be a waste of AJ Styles this year. Hey man, speaking of Taker, uh, he did not look all that well uh, in the Rumble. I know many people figured that uh, saw that uh, looked a little heavy, out of shape. I know he had some kind of surgery to his hip or something recently. Um, but you know, it it was not the taker that we were looking uh, looking uh, forward to to watching. So he looked uh, pretty bad on Sunday. He did. He did not look well whatsoever. And at fifty something years old, fifty one, fifty two, whatever it is, uh, I mean, he should be hanging it up soon. I think he should have hung it up five years ago. That's my opinion. But mm-hmm. I mean, and if that is the case, he should retire this year. Like, there's really not much more for Taker to do. I mean. Just the idea of him and Cena sold itself, and the fact that it's comical, because the whole idea, apparently, behind them changing plans, again, this is purely speculation, purely rumor from what I've heard, was that Vince changed plans from Taker and Cena and Mania this year to Taker and Reigns because they want to focus on the future. On the same car, they're doing Goldberg and Brock Lesnar in a rehash from, like, 04. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. So, at least with Taker and Reigns, it's just, again, maybe if it's the catalyst for Reigns' heel turn, as I said, it might be worth it, but now at this point, Cena's fucked over. Like he's not really in a top match of Mania, which I don't really care too much about. But yeah, as far as Taker goes, I'm just not really looking forward to him in range as big as the match. I just don't think it's going to be good. And Taker's ending kind of the he, he's nearing the end of it of his career in WWE. And I want to go out. I want to have him go out on a high note. Um, but having him lose again at WrestleMania to a guy like Roman Reigns, I think is just foolish. But, um, yeah, I, I hope that they can – I don't know how many Raws he's going to be appearing on between now and Mania, but at least Cena, I feel like, would have gotten a better match out of him than Roman Reigns might at WrestleMania 33. Yeah, I mean, I there are there are pros and cons to, to Reigns. One, fighting Taker at WrestleMania. Two, him actually going over Taker where, uh, you know – is this Taker's last match? We we all really don't know. We we go into every WrestleMania season. Hey, Taker might be you know this might be his last match. Then he'll come back the following year. Now, the con of uh, Roman beating Taker is the fact that one everybody does not like Roman Reigns, but the 
the the pro of it would be like all right it, i think right i think right now they are currently uh experimenting a Ro- a roman reigns heel turn and i think the only way they can do that is one have him face taker cuz they know automatically everybody would cheer for taker and two actually beating taker at wrestlemania uh, would just shoot Roman Reigns to the moon as far as being a heel. If they go that route, they can just have him come out on Raw the next night, talk about, like, you know, with a big smile on the guy and this and that. They got to fully embrace the heel turn. And I think if he wins, that right there could really tell you if Taker is over. Um, him letting a younger star win a match against him at WrestleMania could be... Um, a, a, a big time sign like for Brock Lesnar he he was already made by the time WrestleMania 30 uh, was there so he did not need to rub but Roman Reigns might need it to go forward with with a current uh, heel turn or whatever route they decide to go to but I think there are, there are uh, pros and cons uh, to that happening yeah I mean like I said it might not be all bad depending on what happens coming out of it if Taker loses I can guarantee that he's done I mean he's not going to lose and then come back like that to me is just dumb I mean, I know we saw with WrestleMania 33 years ago when the streak broke, was broken by Brock Lesnar, but and he should have retired even then, arguably. I mean, really, was there any right. purpose in Taker coming back? Not really. But, I mean, and he's looking worse and worse every year. I mean, I love Undertaker. People are still going to go crazy for him. But it's not like the streak's over, so it's not even like the match has that much of an appeal. I mean, him and Reigns is a fresh match. I get that, but people really can't make the argument anymore that, oh, the streak is what's carrying WrestleMania because it's really not. I mean, the streak wasn't on the line at WrestleMania 31. And as you said a couple weeks ago, and I completely agree, WrestleMania was one of the best top-to-bottom WrestleManias, not only in recent years, in my opinion, but of all time. And the streak wasn't even on the line that year. So um, I don't think they need Undertaker anymore. I think he's a great attraction. But if he's coming back for subpar matches with fucking Roman Reigns or Shane McMahon, then there's really no purpose you should have retired years ago. But for Roman Reigns, yeah, they need to go all out with a heel turn. They can't have him fucking beat Taker and then come out the next night and do the whole old what John Cena used to do. Like, oh, you boo me, you cheer me, I'm not a bad guy, I'm not a good guy. Diga. That whole shit needs to end. Like, they need to go full throttle the heel, with a heel turn right now, Roman Reigns, and figure out that he's the top heel they need to build around right now in their company, alongside Joe maybe, arguably, too. And then AJ Styles should be that top babyface, along with Rollins once he gets back. Uh, for their top shows on, on both Raw and SmackDown. So, yeah, I mean, there are pros and cons to the Reigns Taker. I'm just currently not interested, but they could always change my mind between now and WrestleMania. That's the route they're going. We are chatting with Graham Matthews of Bleacher Report here on the Cruise Control Podcast. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. Um, SmackDown was last night. Um, you know, it was kind of up and down. I guess the main thing that happened was a, a tag match between John Cena and Luke Harper, of all people going up against Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. So, um, you know, when we get to Orton and John Cena, uh, obviously um, Randy Orton gets the pin over John Cena last night. Shockingly, I'm like, oh, oh shit, John Cena lost, you know, cleanly on live television on, on a SmackDown. I was like, oh, shit. But I think, I really don't think they're aiming for Orton Cena at WrestleMania because, one, they're doing the fucking match next week. On SmackDown, two, Orton already pinned Randy. Um, Randy Orton. Orton already pinned John Cena on um, this past week of SmackDown, and I think they're really aiming where Cena will walk into the chamber match 
lose the belt, I think, to Bray Wyatt and have Bray Wyatt go up against Randy Orton. Or they might do a triple threat with John Cena saying that, you know what, I was in a chamber match, but I never got pinned. I lost the match, but I never got pinned. I want a rematch. And then you can have all three because I don't think, I mean, I mean now, would people rather see Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, or would they see Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, John Cena? I think that be a little little more intriguing. The same thing with Batista, Randy Orton, and Daniel Bryan was at WrestleMania 30. So if they have in the match with Cena and Orton on Tuesday, does that kind of give you the indication that Orton Cena is not gonna happen at WrestleMania? Yeah, it's definitely not. I mean anyone who thinks that they're doing Orton and Cena WrestleMania is foolish. I mean they're not gonna do I mean and then again, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because we almost got the internal plan years ago was to do Batista and Orton at WrestleMania. And that was, that was the plan that they were going to go with until fucking Punk left. And Brian got super popular and got super over. So I guess I shouldn't really say that. But I think SmackDown knows better. They know they're not going to fucking do Cena and Orton for the millionth time for the title as a main event at WrestleMania. I don't think anyone know. I don't think anyone thinks they're going to honestly do that. Um, and I think they're going to be going... If they went with part one of the plan with Orton winning the Rumble, they're going to follow through and do part two with Wyatt winning the belt at the Chamber, which is great. I mean, you wrote a whole article about a great article for Cage Side Seats oh, that being, you. you know, the right with Wyatt possibly winning the championship, and it would be a well-deserved move, a, a title that he arguably should have won, in my opinion, years ago. But I just, I don't know. I mean, Wyatt winning the belt would be great, so it is cool for that alone. But I was thinking this over over the past couple of days since the Rumble, and I just don't know why they need to do Wyatt Orton. Because we saw that match in the main event of No Mercy. It fucking sucked. It was not a good match. And if they want to do it at WrestleMania, I mean, maybe I'd be more open to it if they went with a full-throttle Orton heel turn and then Wyatt as the babyface. I kind of ro- reversed the roles a bit. But it doesn't look like they're going in that direction. So if they're going to do the same exact match they did at No Mercy months ago, and then have Orton beat Wyatt for the belt of Mania, I just don't really understand what that accomplishes. Um, not that they're going to go in this direction, but I feel like it would be cooler if you had Orton face Harper at Chamber, beats him or whatever, and you could do Wyatt Harper. I know it's not a huge WrestleMania match, but I'd much rather see Wyatt Harper than Wyatt Orton again. And Wyatt Harper you can do, and then Orton goes on to WrestleMania to challenge for the WWE Championship against the new champion from the Chamber, AJ Styles. Um, which I think could be a great match, and at least it gets AJ in the card and away from fucking Shane McMahon, like I said. So that's my booking plan. I I doubt they go in that direction, um, but it would get us away from Orton Wyatt too, and get AJ away from Shane McMahon. So with the chamber match, uh, which they announced yesterday uh, for John Cena's WWE Championship, it is John Cena, obviously AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, The Miz, Baron Corbin. And Bray Wyatt. So on on the Chamber card, we're not gonna have a Intercontinental Championship match because Dean Ambrose is in the main Chamber match. Um, they also have Alexa Bliss going up against Naomi for her title at Elimination Chamber. We also have a tag team turmoil, whatever you want to call it, match with nine tag teams, uh, with the American Alpha defending their tag team championship. Um, what else am I missing from? Oh, uh, Nikki Bella and um. Natalia will be mm-hmm. at Chamber. So, I mean, they, I know they got two weeks, oh, well, now a week and a half to fill up that card, but how is the card so far looking to you? 
I think it looks all right. I mean, considering they only have two weeks in between shows, which is ridiculous, but they yeah. have Fastlane three weeks after Chamber, so I get why they do it, but this whole notion that we need to have Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views every month for two, two pay-per-views a month is ridiculous. That being said, though, uh, the card they came up with is all right. The Chamber match is stacked. I think any one of those guys could realistically win it. I mean, more so Wyatt or Cena or probably AJ. Um, but it's still a great match talent-wise. You have that. Like you said, no IC title match, but I feel like they're building to an Ambrose-Corbin match for the belt of WrestleMania. I'm marking my words right now. Uh, I'm calling that right now. So Corbin, Ambrose for the IC title at Mania. But at the Chamber, yeah, the Chamber match, tag title match, tag team turmoil. You said the two women's matches. Um, you really only need two more matches, and that's a full card. I mean, they have Ziggler Cruz, which they teased on Tuesday, teased yesterday. And you can also put in there, uh, like I said, Orton Harper. And that's it. That's really all that you need on the show. I mean, SmackDown has had six-match pay-per-views before, and it's worked because you don't even need to go the full three hours. So um, that's how I would book the Elimination Chamber card or kind of fill out what really has yet to be announced. At one point, they had like nine people at the freaking uh, announce table with Corbett and Miz and JBL <laughs> and Otunga and uh, uh, Morrow and um, Phillips. I'm like, man, do, do y'all need the, all those people right there at the freaking table? No, that was ridiculous. That was comical. I saw that. I'm like, this, I comical. tweeted that out after I saw it. This is the future of WWE's announced team with fucking nine people on the desk. It's bad enough we have four people at the booth. Uh, when they have like seven to nine people, it's like this is the future of what commentary is going to be. Going back to, to Raw real quick, uh, I know we mentioned about you know the whole universal title and the rumors going around that you know, right now it could be Kevin Owens against Goldberg in March at Fastlane and then Goldberg winning it and going into WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar for the Universal title, which I, I would think that Brock Lesnar would finally uh, win against Goldberg. But um, kind of kind of sell me the pros of having Goldberg winning the, the Universal title from Kevin Owens in March, walking into WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar, which I, I don't think the match needs a belt. But if you, if you put the belt around Goldberg, maybe there's some kind of enticement. Because I think Brock Lesnar was not going to go through what he did at Survivor Series. Looked like a freaking idiot at the Royal Rumble. Just, you know, manhandling everybody. And once Goldberg gets in, he, he gets punked out. And then there's got to be a way where he gets his, you know, his, you know, upcomings against Goldberg. Maybe he said, hey, I don't mind. I don't mind doing this for Goldberg. I get it. Great pay me all all kinds of money, but I want to be the champion at WrestleMania. Do you think that could be true, or they just really feel like they don't want Kevin Owens to walk in WrestleMania as the universal champion? I really think it's more the latter. I really do think that it's more of a knock on Kevin Owens that they don't want him to be champion heading into WrestleMania. And I love Kevin Owens, but it's really hard to argue there because he really has not been the strongest champion, not because of him. Yeah, I mean, his matches are great. His promos are awesome, but he's booked so inconsistently in this role. It's like, how can really anyone buy him as a true threat when he can hardly, when he can rarely win on his own, if ever. And uh, him and Jericho for the belt is great, but like I said, my biggest problem with Goldberg-Lesnar being for the belt is, first of all, Goldberg beating Owens for the belt, any, any match that Goldberg is in is not going to go more than fucking five, maybe ten minutes is generous. But any match that Goldberg has been in so far has not exceeded five minutes. And I don't think a rematch with Lesnar at Mania, which is the direction they're going in, which is okay, because Lesnar does need to get his win back, 
Why Goldberg would accept, I have no idea. But um, it, I'm, I'm okay with it just because it gets them on the car. They give Lesnar his win back, whatever. But with Goldberg winning the belt, he's going to squash everyone's in five minutes at, at Fastlane. If they do the match, assuming they do the match, he beats him for the belt like a fucking loser. He walks into Mania's champion, which should not be the main event. If the main event in 2017 is a Goldberg-Brock-Lesnar match, I would weep because the match is not going to be great. And it doesn't really matter if Lesnar wins or not, as he should, but neither of these, neither of these guys are, are, are full-timers. I mean, we've had matches for the belt in recent years. I mean, dating back, like, fucking to 29, Rock walked in as champion. Triple H walked in last year as champion. At WrestleMania 31, uh, uh, we had Brock Lesnar walk in as champion. At 30, we had Batista go for the belt. We've had part-timers go after these championships for years in the main event of the show. Um, but we've never had two part-timers fighting for the belt at WrestleMania. And the problem with that is because no matter who wins, they're not going to be in the fucking show the next night. So who, who goes on on Raw as the champion? And it's not like we have a Mr. Money in the Bank like we did two years ago with Seth Rollins. So they've really painted themselves into a corner with this feud. And it's not like they've had Goldberg win the belt yet, so I'm not saying that's the direction they are going in. It's just the direction I feel like they probably will. So I hope that's not the case, because as you said, the match is big enough. It does not need a title. And Owens and Jericho would be fun as a U.S. title match, but if we really had to choose here, I'd much rather see Owens and Jericho for the Universal Championship than it would a um, Goldberg-Lesnar match for the title as well at WrestleMania. I think the last time we had someone go for the belt that was not a part-timer in, I guess, what you call the main event at WrestleMania or, or for the main title, I think you go back, You have to go back all the way to WrestleMania 28. I think when CM Punk was champion and Jericho was the the challenger, um, because twenty nine you had Cena Cena in the Rock, you had thirty was mm-hmm. you said Batista, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan. Thirty one was Brock and, and Roman, and even last year with Triple H and and, and Reigns. I think Triple H was there by default mm-hmm. because of Seth Rollins. So four straight WrestleManias where you had a part timer either as champion or walking in as the as the challenger. So hopefully. This time it'll be different, but maybe I don't know, man. I, I really don't think that. Um, I don't think it's a knock on Kevin Owens. I think it, it's a knock on on how they they've been booking him. Where yeah, I get it. He's a heel. He's supposed to cheat and look scared. But I'm like, at some point, it's like you gotta make him. You gotta make him look strong. Where don't make him look like a like a like some kind of skatey cat against uh, Braun Strowman on Monday. Like, Kevin, you know, he's the world champion. You're afraid of Braun Strowman? Like, really? Come on, man. Show show something. And it's like with the whole thing with Jericho. Jericho always helping him out. Always cheating. This, Hell in a Cell, and the Shark Cage, and the, the Brass Knuckles. I'm like, all right, can Kevin Owens win a match on his own? And I know he did not win the match uh, to become a champion on his own as well. So his whole championship run, which, is, which has been pretty good, could have been a lot better if they made him look stronger. And, and do I want him to be the champion walking into WrestleMania? Absolutely. But with the company, if they see Goldberg, if they see Brock Lesnar, and they have the opportunity where, you know, maybe Goldberg said, hey, maybe in my final run, can I be champion one more time? Or I'm not doing this. Hey, okay, all right, Kevin Owens, you're going to lose in March to Goldberg, and that's it. Then you get it back sometime down the road, but to appease both Brock and Goldberg for what they're doing, Goldberg might have to win the belt, and then go. Um, Brock Lesnar might have to beat Goldberg at WrestleMania, if if that's how they play it out. I mean, maybe, but I feel like with both Lesnar, especially Lesnar, I don't know about Goldberg, but I feel like it's 
okay, just pay me this much money and I'll do whatever the hell you want me to do. Like, Lesnar does not, honestly, I don't think he cares about jobbing. He would go out there every match, and he's not like a CM Punk who was justified in complaining about losing to The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar and the fucking Rock a couple years ago. I understand where he's coming from. But with Brock Lesnar, it's like he doesn't care. They could have him lose to fucking Zack Ryder every show, but if they paid him $5 million, he doesn't give a shit. So I don't think he was like, oh, I want the title match at WrestleMania. If you pay me this amount of money, I'll do whatever the hell you want me to, which is why he lost so quickly at Survivor Series, in addition to the fact that him and Goldberg are good friends outside of the ring. So that doesn't surprise me too much. With Goldberg, maybe they said, okay, we'll toss in a brief little title reign for you. But, I mean, it would be one thing if it was Goldberg and Reigns the Mania. Okay, that would really not be that much better, but... It would be one thing if Reigns beat Goldberg, and he's the full-time champion. But if Lesnar beats him at WrestleMania, he's not going to be there fucking either. So I just don't know where you would go with that match or with that feud coming out of WrestleMania. And this company is so short-sighted, they only look forward to the next month as opposed to the next six months. And as you mentioned, I would even count Jericho as a part-timer. When he came back in uh, 2012 to face Punk by the belt at WrestleMania 28, he was a part-timer even then because he had been gone for a year and a half before he came back to feud with Punk. And even at 27, when it was seen in The Miz, which was a god-awful match, but they had to get The Rock involved for, in order for people to care. And this has been a recurring theme for years and years and years. And it's sad that they have to rely on part-timers and big names like Batista and The Rock and Brock Lesnar and Triple H in order to sell people on the main event championship match at WrestleMania. It's fucking sad. Like, is it really hard? Is it really too much to ask for a Roman Reigns and, like, a Seth Rollins match? Maybe not this year, but you know what I mean? Like, in like an AJ Styles and Seth Rollins match for the title, or an AJ Styles and even a John Cena match in the main event of the show, because at least they're two full-time guys. Even Cena's a part-timer at this point, but you get what I'm saying. I don't know if they feel like these people won't draw, or I, I, I just feel like putting the belt in a part-timer is not changing my excitement for the show. Maybe it is for a casual fan, but putting the belt on a Goldberg at this point in 2017 just is nothing for the product in the long term, in my opinion. Real quickly, uh, with with Samoa Joe being on Raw, and we know that, that Seth Rollins is hurt. We don't know to what degree and how long he'll be out. Um, and Fastlane is is not until March, so maybe Seth can have the injury and maybe be back in time. But if if they stay the course, we're looking at Joe, Seth Rollins at Fastlane, Rollins at Tri- and Triple H at WrestleMania, right? Looks like it. Now, in the event Seth can't go, how the hell do they, you know, work the whole thing with Samoa Joe being there, taking out Seth Rollins, but now what do you do with him? In the event Seth Rollins can't go for for the next four to six months, what do you do with Samoa Joe, hypothetically? I mean, to me, the big match at WrestleMania, as a lot of people probably could expect, was him and was him and Triple H, Rollins and H. And I don't think Joe, maybe he would have been a part of the match. I don't know. I, I figured that they would do Joe and Rollins at Fastlane to keep Rollins busy and then branch Joe off and whatever he was doing at WrestleMania. Uh, but now that Rollins is out and even that match is out of the equation, what do you do with Samoa Joe? And I feel like you look at the current landscape of the Raw roster, and now they're lacking top baby faces. They have Roman Reigns. But for heels, they have Jericho, they have Owens, now they have Joe, and they have Strowman. They even have Brock Lesnar. What do you do for the babyface side of things? I would say at this point, I don't know about, like, in, in terms of, I mean, again, this is not really all that realistic, but you have Sami Zayn. 
do something with a guy. I know he just beat Jericho on, on Monday, and maybe right. they're doing that U.S. title match at the pay-per-view. Push Zane. God, for God's sakes, push fucking Cesaro. Like, if there's any time to push this guy as a top face on the show, it would be now. Like, it sucks that Rollins got hurt, and if he's out for a long period of time, as bad as that is, it's another opportunity for someone to rise up, like a Cesaro, like a Sami Zayn, like a whoever else is on a Cedric Alexander, for all I know. I don't really know who else they have on that show in terms of baby faces. Maybe they turn Rusev, I don't know. Big Cass, I don't fucking know. They need, they need more top faces with Rollins now. They were already lacking anyway, but now that he's gone, it's a big blow to the show. So now that he's gone and maybe Rollins needs a dance partner, maybe they you know promote Cesaro because they dropped the belts on Sunday anyway, so I would not be opposed to that whatsoever. Or oh, they can kind of rekindle Samoa Joe Finn Balor when he come back, right? That's the person I forgot about. Yeah, when Balor comes back, I mean, I, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I was thinking maybe they turn Balor heel because I figured Joe would go to SmackDown. But at this point, that would be fucking foolish because, you know, Balor, they need him right now. They, they need him now more than ever. Um, so Balor coming back and doing Balor Joe or whatever, I don't I don't know what they really have in mind. But uh, Or even Reigns Joe. I would take Reigns Joe and then Balor Undertaker over anything else at WrestleMania. But, I mean, there's a couple different possibilities. But, yeah, no, Balor Joe and Mania, I'd be fine with it if they wanted to do that in the absence of Seth Rollins if he is indeed out for the foreseeable future. So we got Elimination Chamber in about a week and a half, two weeks uh, for the SmackDown brand. Fastlane from Raw will be in March. WrestleMania, obviously, in April. Um, Graham Matthews, always a pleasure having you on. You're on Twitter at WrestleRant uh, for Bleacher Report and the host of WrestleRant Radio. Am I missing anything else, Graham? No, I think that's it. It's just crazy to think about the next time we talk next Wednesday. It's going to be the go-home show for <laughs> Elimination Chamber. Already. That's how quickly these pay-per-views come and go. But looking forward to it, though. It should be a good show to talk about. Grandma, man, thank you, and I appreciate it. As always, Randy, thanks as always, and uh, have a good weekend. I'll talk to you soon, dude. All right, man, take it easy. All right, catch you on the road. All right.